The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another, all will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be, and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And Jesus said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first. The end will not follow immediately. Then Jesus said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, by brothers and sisters, and by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. Years ago, I was at uh, World Youth Day in Germany at the uh, city named Cologne. And in that city, there's a great cathedral that I'm told took over 400 years to build. It's hard to imagine a, a project with such a scope where those who began the construction, they knew even their great-grandchildren might not see its completion. That's a big project. And so when World War II came about, there was a lot of fear that that cathedral that so many had put so much effort into would be flattened by one of the bombs of the Allies. Cologne was an industrial city, after all, at that time. Now, fortunately, the cathedral stayed standing, almost miraculously so. But we can imagine the fears that people would have that their, that their, that, that beloved cathedral could be destroyed. Um, we might feel a similar way if someone predicted the destruction of any of our homes or the destruction of this church building here or even the end of our nation of Canada. And that's kind of what Jesus is doing in this gospel reading today. He gives a prediction of the destruction of the temple. Now the temple, the building there was a second such temple. The first one was built by Solomon and it was destroyed when the Israel, people of Israel were conquered and exiled. When they were permitted to return home, 
they were also permitted to build another temple, just on a much smaller scale. But just before the time of Jesus, King Herod put a great amount of effort into uh, extending the size of the temple and um, making it very ornate, um, a, a wonder uh, of the time. And the people, even though King Herod had no uh, regard for God, he, he, had the, the, he had those additions made as a show of power. Regardless of the motive, the people were very proud of that temple. And so when Jesus predicted its destruction, we can imagine many of them saying, what kind of news is this? We've been reflecting for a while now on God's news. We've explored how God's news is truly new, capital N new. The good news isn't more of the same, but is news that's truly unique. We've examined how God's good news is best appreciated when viewed from a greater context of history and our lives, just like the story of our own lives is only complete when considering how it intersects with the lives of others. We looked at how God's good news is trustworthy. He may seem unjustly delayed in responding to prayers at times, but through the death and resurrection of Jesus, he's proven that he's trustworthy, not just in word, but in the ultimate act of love. We've reflected on how good God's good news changes everything, um, even uh, the, the meaning and purpose of marriage. God's good news can even change hearts. And we've observed how God's good news is truly good, capital G good. Through God's power, he, uh, the fortified city of Jericho was defeated so his chosen people could enter the promised land. Through his mercy, the sins of Zacchaeus were overcome, and through his love, even death has been defeated. Though it's always often, though it's often bad news that grabs our attention, what we truly long for is good news. And so when we hear about this kingdom Jesus has established, we're proud to pray, thy kingdom come. But then we get to readings like what we just heard in today's gospel. When asked about the end of time, the moment when this kingdom of joy would prevail over all, Jesus foretold upcoming wars and natural disasters, hunger, betrayal, disease, and the persecution of his followers. Indeed, many face many of these evils today, and some are filled with incredible, incredible fear of what is yet to come, questioning where is the good news. We might even be in that kind of a spot ourselves. When things in our lives start to fall apart, my question, where is this good news? So I'd like to reflect on one final aspect of God's good news, and that's that his good news unfolds over time. God's work is not yet done, and all of history is moving to a moment when we're no longer ruled by the values of this world, but by God's love alone. That is the goal, and we are all invited to share in the benefits of belonging to God's kingdom. But we're also invited to share in the work of the kingdom. And this shouldn't be a big surprise to us. After God created the universe and placed Adam and Eve in the middle of paradise, uh, he, he invited them to share in his work of creation. He invited them to be stewards of creation. 
So it should be no surprise to us that when Jesus establishes a kingdom, that he would also call on those who join him to share in the work of the kingdom. And that's why it's become important for us to pray and to worship in places like this. It's why it's important for us to serve and to give. This is how we practice and work at building up the kingdom of God. That's how we take up our share in the work of the kingdom. Again, we still might be asking, where is this good news when things around us seem to fall apart? Why is this good news? First, it's good news because it means that nothing is really a surprise to God. Many of us were caught off guard by a small virus a couple of years ago. The war in Ukraine was kind of somewhat of a surprise. Many are still surprised at seeing prices in grocery stores. These are surprises to us, but not to God. It's good news because since these are not surprises to God, we know he can work through these things. Even if every system and power on, on earth falls to bits, God can work with that. If he can work by turning the, the horror of the cross into the source of eternal life, he can bring great things from the struggles of this world today, too. It's good news because it means nothing is more powerful than God. We may fear armies or financial struggles or disease, but God doesn't. They're all powerless in comparison to him, and that's good news for us. It's good news because it means there's still time. We know there's a lot of work to do in building up the kingdom, but there's still time and opportunity. And so we come here and ask to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit to take up our share in building the work and make the best use of the time God's given. When things begin to fall apart around us, when structures and systems and even relationships fall apart or let us down, we fear because we've placed our trust in them. That's all right. But what we want to do is place our trust above all else in God's good news. Lots of things we trust in are going to let us down in one way or another. But knowing that, anticipating that, we are happy to place our trust above all else in the good news. God of all, we praise you for all your works and how you continue to build up a kingdom around us. When we are filled with fear, remind us of the, how you are trustworthy and how, you're, how your good news is what we, where we should trust in above all else. Through your Holy Spirit, strengthen us so we would never despair in struggles, but instead cling to your hope. This prayer we make in Jesus' name. Amen.